Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. It's SEC football season eve, if that is such a thing. Thought we would do a special Friday night, late night podcast for you. Why? Well, to quote Bluto Blutoski, the Animal House, why not? We're here. Uh, I'm going to do a couple of different things here. We're going to do some predictions on the show. We're going to do our college football predictions for the year. The Big 12 underway. The Big 10 not underway. The Pac-12 announcing that they're going to get involved now. So we thought, let's do the predictions. Let's do the predictions now that we know what the season is going to look like. As I get squared here, got a camera here, camera here, got our Facebook Live and our uh, Twitter Live. First, Harp on Sports, the bar, Harp on Sports, the podcast media audio networks, at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Facebook, at Harp on Sports Instagram, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, Harp on Sports, the podcast, the bar, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and Apple Podcasts. There you go. Okay, what do we have in store for you today? Well, Again, I'm going to go through my predictions, what I think is going to happen in each conference, what I think is going to happen overall on the whole overall arcing landscape of college football. First, first, Pac-12 is now involved. Pac-12 going to play a seven-game season. What does the Pac-12 seven-game season mean? Well, the Pac-12 seven-game season means this. It means that they are now worthy of consideration. And you look at a season at this point, point. this is where college football just fixed this thing already. All right. Overall college football playoff, come out and say, we need you to play eight games to be considered. How are we going to do this? We're going to move the season back. Here's what's going to happen. Okay. You're going to have a mess on your hands where sec teams are trying to play makeup games while the pac 12 is not starting till November 6th. The pac 12 is not starting till after Halloween. The fact that the Pac-12 is starting after Halloween, what does that mean? Well, it means that they've got a whole five weeks to get this figured out when the SEC and the Big 12 and other conferences are playing makeup games in December. Notre Dame just had to cancel a game, postpone a game because of their positive tests. That is going to happen in the Big 12 in terms of major showdowns. That is going to happen in the SEC in terms of major showdowns. You're just not going to have a place for them. You're not going to have a place to put them. So the smart thing to do from college football's perspective in the college football playoff, Danny Cannell talked about this earlier this week, you need to push these games back. You need to push these games back is what you need to do. How much do you push them back? Move the college football playoff to... January 14th, then at that point, that allows the Pac-12 to get to eight or nine games. The Big Ten sitting there right now going to play eight. If the college football playoff would come out right now and go, you know what, we're going to push it back to nine. We're going to push it back so everybody has to play nine. Big Ten, you better get your ninth in. Pac-12, you better get your ninth in. By doing that, by pushing the college football playoff back to January 14th, you can pull that off. You can physically pull that off. If you don't push it back, and all of a sudden you have games that are postponed and games that are pushed back and games that are canceled, then you are going to have a mess at your hands. You are. Just push the thing back. You don't have to push it back a lot. You don't. You don't have to push it back a lot. Push it back two weeks. 
And you can solve these problems. You can solve these issues. But we're going to go under the notion for the predictions of this that we are where we are. And that is a seven-game Pac-12 schedule, an eight-game Big Ten schedule, a 10-game SEC schedule, and the ACC at a nine-plus one is what we're going to do. So let's do this, shall we? Let's go through and look at some predictions. Uh, The Pac-12, a seven-game schedule plus a a plus-one championship game. I don't even know what this is going to look like. So what do I think is going to happen? I I think Oregon's going to go undefeated. I think Oregon's going to go undefeated. And they're going to be sitting there at 8-0 at the end of the year going, hey, hey, what about us? What about us? You can't include them. You can't. You just can't do it. Not when the SEC's playing 10. That's a legitimate debate, a legitimate discussion that needs to take place. The college football playoff can solve this just by moving the champion or the playoff back two weeks. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to get worked up about this. They're not. Moving it back is not going to hurt anything in this climate where you have the NBA Finals taking place in October. Nobody's going to care that you move the college football playoff back to mid-January. Nobody's going to care. If you were smart, you'd move it back. If you were smart, if you were really smart, you'd move it all the way back to the weekend before the Super Bowl. Actually, if you were smart, you'd play if you were really, really smart about this. And the solution's right there in front of you. The solution is, it's right there in front of you. You'd move it back to conference championship weekend in the NFL. You'd play it the Saturday before Sunday's championships in the NFL. So if you were really, really intelligent about this, which... You'd move the college football playoff back. You'd play it, what what would that be? The 24th? The 23rd? And then you'd have the championship the Sunday when the Pro Bowl's taking place. You'd play the championship that night, 8 p.m. kick. So you'd play your two playoff games on the Saturday and your championship game that next Sunday that gives you eight days. And then the next week's the Super Bowl. It's January 31st. That's what I would do. But anyway, Pac-12, Oregon's going to go undefeated. And then you've got a mess. Dan, the back is back. It is back, baby. The Western Michigan University, 6-0. and They should be part of the college football playoff as well. All right. So there we go. I've got Oregon going 7-0, and winning that conference. They're not going to be included in this. Uh, the Big 12, with the mess that we have on our hands, there are anomalies, there are curveballs, there are messes all over the place. For the purpose of this, I am going to say the following. Trusting quarterbacks is more important than ever. I am going to lean towards veteran quarterbacks. Joe Burrow was lightning in a bottle, but he was a returning starter. When I'm looking around and trying to decide this team over that team, this team over that team, I'm going to lean on the team that has veteran quarterbacks. I am. So I look at the Big 12. Oregon's got the most talent. Or Oregon, excuse me. Oklahoma's got the most talent in the Big 12. They do. Oklahoma has the most talent in the Big 12. Texas has Sam Ellinger. They've got a returning starting quarterback. Multiple year returning starting quarterback. Oklahoma, Texas at the Cotton Bowl. It's not the same without the fans. It's going to be socially distanced. It is. So what do I see having happening here in the Big 12? Texas and Oklahoma, neither team between Texas and Oklahoma, neither team has the, the ability to beat the other team twice. They don't. So whoever wins in the regular season is going to lose in the, in the Big 12 championship game. They are. Give me Texas with the veteran senior quarterback the second time around. Texas beats Oklahoma to win the Big 12 championship. Texas is in the college football playoff, and I've got them as a four seed. 
The Big Ten. The Big Ten going to get their eight games in. The Big Ten, I think, in the conference, Ohio State has the most talent. I think Michigan has the second most talent. Actually, I think Penn State has the second most talent. But Michigan, with the schedule and who they're playing, what it's going to look like, and however they're going to set this thing up when it's all said and done, I, I, I just don't know how you can sit here and pick against Justin Fields in Ohio State. I don't. And I've got another curveball for you. Ready? Justin Fields is going to win the Heisman. Here's why. I look at conferences like the SEC, and there's going to be a ton of talent. They're going to have big stages, big stages. But a school like Ohio State's going to have a big stage against whom? Going to have a big stage against Michigan. Going to have a big stage against Penn State. Potentially a big stage against Wisconsin. In the SEC, a team like Florida, Kyle Trask, he's not going to put up those type of numbers. He's not. Now, the thing that does scare me about Justin Fields is that he may not be in a lot of these games late, but Trevor Lawrence in the ACC is not going to be in any of these big games late. You can't do it. They're going to beat teams so bad, he's not going to be in in the second half. Justin Fields is on those big stages. Clemson doesn't have those big stages. Who in the SEC is going to be on a big stage like that? Who? Burrow was on a big stage like that because he had Alabama. Burrow was on a big stage like that because he had Florida. Burrow was on a big stage like that because he had Auburn. All right? Auburn, Alabama, A&M. He had big stages. Those big stages aren't going to exist within the SEC West with the exception of Mac Jones at Alabama. So, circling back around, Justin Fields at Ohio State. I have Justin Fields in Ohio State going 8-0. I have Michigan going 7-1. Michigan's only loss is going to be Ohio State. Watch. Michigan's only loss is going to be Ohio State. You just can't beat them. Not yet. Not talent. I don't have the quarterback. I'm not going to trust a new quarterback to go and, and beat Justin Fields in Ohio State. Not. I think Michigan will have a good year, but not enough. And then I'm going to double up on that, and I think Penn State goes 6-2. and two. But when it's all said and done, Ohio State's going to go undefeated. Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten. So Ohio State wins the Big Ten, undefeated. Oregon wins the Pac-12, and unless they move the playoff back, a seven-game Pac-12 season, you're not going to be involved in this. You're just not. Which maybe is a good thing, too, because now you can get the discussion going on to expand the playoffs. Not going to expand it this year, but you can at least have that discussion. So I told you the Big 12, I like Texas to lose to Oklahoma in the regular season, turn around and beat them in the in the Big 12 championship game. Texas, Sam Ellinger, they're going to head to the college football playoff. Four seed, Ohio State is your three seed. of Ohio State winning the Big 10, going undefeated. I'll get to the SEC in a second. In the ACC, the only team that can beat Clemson is Notre Dame. Notre Dame can't beat Clemson twice. I would not be surprised. Uh, I'd be a little bit surprised. If Notre Dame would beat Clemson in South Bend, it really, really, really wouldn't shock me. It'd surprise me, but it really wouldn't shock me. However, Notre Dame can't beat them twice. They just can't. They can't. And I don't think Notre Dame's going to beat them in South Bend. I think Notre Dame this year going to lose two football games. Both going to beat Clemson. They are. There's your wrench in all of this. Your wrench in all of this is if Notre Dame loses to Clemson at home and then turns around and dumps them in the ACC championship game. There's your wrench. What, Clemson's lost one game? Then at that point, with the exception of the national championship game, Clemson's lost one game the last three years, and you're going to keep them out of it? Everybody keeps talking about, oh, two SEC teams, two SEC teams. Two ACC teams. If any conference, it's got the best chance to get multiple teams. It's the ACC. Just be smart and think about it. The SEC's playing a 10-game schedule. It's too many. When when the Big Ten's playing eight, and the ACC's playing what? Nine? Big t- the SEC's playing 10? When it's all said and done, I really think this too. Your conference got the best chance. 
is the ACC because Notre Dame beating Clemson is uh, the biggest marquee win you can have of any team in college football. You're going to take a Notre Dame team that beats Clemson that's 9-1 and one, and another uh, Clemson and 9-1, and one, if they beat each other, you're going to tell those teams, no, you're not good enough to make it. There's your multiple team conference. It's the ACC. So I think Clemson does beat Notre Dame twice, so Clemson's going to go. Clemson is my one seed and time for the SEC, right? So look, Quarterback plays everything for me. It is. That's why Trevor Lawrence, Ian Book, Notre Dame, and, and Clemson are the top two. And I told you in the in the Big 12, Sam Ellinger, Texas is going to win. Quarterback play. I elevate quarterback play on these short skits, on these short seasons. Uh, Ohio State quarterback play. So Ohio State, Texas, Clemson, and in the SEC, this is what's going to happen. In the, I'll start off with the SEC West first. I think Alabama goes undefeated. I don't think Alabama's going to lose. I don't. I've got one curveball coming in the East. I think Alabama's going to go undefeated. Mac Jones, upperclassman, played on the big stage last year, played on the big stage in a couple games last year, played on the big stage, lost a heartbreaker to LSU. Tough game. LSU ran down the throat. Mac played extremely well. Lost to Auburn, same similar fashion. Lost two big games to two big opponents. He's, I think he, he's got to figure it out. I do. Plus, this year, yeah, Alabama does have to go to LSU. Okay, Alabama gets Auburn at home. Alabama's going to win them all. Alabama's going to win them all. They're going to go undefeated this year. It's all Alabama's done. Alabama's dynasty's done. Yeah, watch. Watch what's coming. He's got them after they lost multiple games last year. Alabama lost multiple games. Had to go to a non-major bowl for the second time since Nick Saban's been the head coach. I guess third when you count Colorado in the first year in the Independence Bowl. The Independence Bowl. So now what? Alabama wins the West. I have Alabama going nine and zero. I've got Auburn going seven and two, and then A and M finishes like six and three. That's how the SEC West is going to shake out in the SEC East. I've got Georgia finishing third. I have Georgia finishing third in the East. Why? Quarterbacks, talent, quarterbacks, talent. Plus the schedule. Think about your crossover games. Your crossover games for Georgia are what? Georgia's going to play Auburn, and Georgia's got to play Alabama. Georgia's got to play Auburn and Alabama. That's a lot. That's asking a lot. Where Florida's crossover games are LSU, which is tough, but LSU may be down this year. And what? Arkansas, AM. Florida, Florida got Florida got handed the East. They really did. Florida, Florida got handed the East. So when it's all said and done, I've got Georgia going six and three. Ready for this? I have Tennessee going seven and two. Upper classmen quarterbacks jared garnitano what tennessee win three of their last four last year four of their last five down the stretch last year tennessee played well jeremy pruitt did a heck of a job there last year i think tennessee finishes second i got tennessee losing two games i got tennessee losing to florida and tennessee losing to alabama those are my two losses for tennessee eight and two for tennessee seven and three ish for georgia and i got florida going nine and one (gasps) who's the loss to they're not gonna win them all they're not they're stubbing their toe somewhere in there. If I had to pick a loss for Florida, I'd pick a loss to AM. I would. That's the loss that I would pick. I'd pick AM. So when it's all said and done, I've got an undefeated Alabama taking on a 9 and 1 Florida team in the SEC title game. And here's where Florida fans can be like, How dare you? You picked them to lose. Yeah, I did. They're going to lose a game. And then Alabama dumps Florida in the SEC championship game. Alabama undefeated. I've got three teams going undefeated in college football, actually four. One undefeated team, Oregon's going to get left out. Pac-12 is just not playing enough games. Now, if they move it, then you've got a decision on your hands. 
They moved the college football playoff back and then get the Pac-12 to nine. They should move it back. It's how we started this this episode. It's all said and done. I like Clemson is the one. Texas is the four. Bama is the two. Ohio State's the three. Justin Fields from Ohio State's going to win the Heisman Trophy. He's going to win the Heisman Trophy. Why? More marquee games on bigger stages. Clemson's going to tear through everybody, with the exception of Notre Dame. Trevor Lawrence is not going to be able to compile the numbers and have the big, big moments. He's not. They're not going to do Jameis Winston him where they leave him in games where they're scoring 40, 50 points in the first quarter. He's not going to do it. He's going to have one big marquee game, and it's going to be the Notre Dame one, right? And that's going to be a very big one. But still, I, I Justin Fields, more opportunities, more big games. Justin Fields wins the Heisman. Um, Ohio State, Clemson. No, excuse me. Clemson, Texas, Ohio State, Alabama. I have Ohio State. How about that? How about that? I have Clemson knocking off Texas. I have Ohio State knocking off Alabama. Quarterback play again, Justin Fields. Ohio State and Clemson in the national championship game. And I have Clemson winning the national title. So Clemson's your one. Bama's your two. Ohio State's your three. Texas is your four. When it's all said and done, Clemson is your national champion. Once again. Didn't win it last year, though, right? So Clemson, I have them running the table. Just too much talent. I saw what they did in the national championship game this year, last year. And again, I, I, those, those are the, the, the talent pools. In college football. Coach of the year in the SEC is Jeremy Pruitt. Again, I got Tennessee going eight and two. Give me a good team. There's your there's your little sneaker. There's your sneaker this year. Uh really quick. I did a little buck, little bucks brow lift. This is the weekend in which they can really kind of elevate and show their growth. The Jaguars laid a gigantic egg. I usually do six picks to click. Not gonna do six picks to click. I've got three picks this week. Three picks. Why? I'm running out of time on this podcast. Um, I'll start with the NFL. Buccaneers at Denver. Tampa giving the five and a half, laying the five and a half. I'm going to give Denver the five and a half. I think it's going to be a good football game. I do. Um, You saw, you saw the ability to run the ball from Leonard Fournette last week. Here's one of those things that people forget. One of Leonard Fournette's biggest monstrous, oh my gosh, what a game that he's had was actually in Denver. The Jags ran all over the Broncos, and they did it off the back of Leonard Fournette, so the altitude's not going to bother Leonard Fournette at all. I think they run the ball. Brady's not – that doesn't bother him. It doesn't. I think it's – Denver's 0-2, and you saw what happened when you have a wounded beast that's 0-2. Just quarterback play again. I think I think the Bucks win, but it's not very pretty. Give me Tampa like 24-17. to The Bucks win. They cover the 5.5. Uh, Miami, Florida State. I kind of feel bad for Florida State. I do. I'm not one of these guys that, oh, I hate them. I'm not doing that stuff. I don't. I, College football is better when Florida State's good. And Mike Norvell's out. They'll be spirited. They'll play hard. They'll play hard in Miami. A game you'll hear on ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF. They'll play spirited in Miami. They're not going to win, though. Uh, But 11 points is way too salty for me. Way, way too much. Way too much. Give me me Florida State in the plus 11. I think Miami's going to win. But that thing's got like 24-14 written all over it. Something like that. So maybe like 20... 11's about right, right? It's 27-17 is what's going to happen in that one. So I'll take the points and Miami. And then Florida and Ole Miss. Florida's going to beat Ole Miss. This is good. Anybody that loves defense, you're going to hate it. You're going to hate it. On the road, Lane Kiffin's going to have enough. I watched, I've watched. i watched Dan Mullen's teams here enough at Florida to understand that they're a second-half team. This is going to be a nail-biter in the first half. Florida fans, you're not going to like this first half. You're not. You are not at all. This thing's going to have like, 
21-14 in the first half. You're going to be upset. What's going on? It's a 14-point spread, but Florida will pull, pull away in the second half. Florida's going to win 38-21. They cover the 14. So take Florida, give the 14, uh, take Miami in the 11, and take the uh, take the Bucks. give the 5.5. So there you go, three picks. My show starts Monday, 10 to noon, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. There you go. Little prediction time. Had a lot to get to. We got her all in though, baby. Follow, share, like, share, follow, like at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram. Uh, you can check out the bar, the podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcast, on Buzzsprout, a Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, and of course, Facebook as well. Enjoy your weekend. The SEC season's underway. Big Ten starting a couple weeks. Pac 12 starting here in about five weeks. Enjoy all the action. Remember, Stay focused. Stay, stay stay strong. Stay clean. Frankenstein. Have fun with your friends.